this woman was talking about Instagram being our legacy that we leave behind. So like when we die, this will be before it was Facebook. <laughs> I just thought about <laughs> all the stupid fucking reels that I posted. <laughs> everyone. I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Is stocking retail shelves causing you to work harder, not smarter? There's a new way to sell products to clients and followers that makes you real money while removing all of your overhead costs. Meet our new friends and sponsors, Salon Interactive. Finally, a marketplace for hairdressers and salons to sell their favorite products without the hassle of stocking retail. Salon Interactive is free, user-friendly, and can be customized with your own branding. Visit saloninteractive.com DTH to start making money immediately. There are so many booking software systems out there, and we are on a mission to find the best one for our listeners. We are excited to introduce you to Aura, our new favorite online booking system for salons. With Aura, you can finally remove your front desk. Aura is accessible from any device. As a result, salons and clients can book from anywhere. With Aura, you can also go cashless. Aura gives you control over what type of payments you accept and offers the ability to remove payment types that you do not, such as cash and checks. If you are considering switching booking systems, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. So should we introduce our listeners to our new song? Yeah, it's a hit. <laughs> it's a one hit wonder. It's going to be a hit. How about that? Well, I hope someone does. A clever person is takes this recording and turns it into a real sound mm. or a TikTok sound. Okay, ready? And a one and a two and a one, two, three, four. Stop, Stop looking, looking at, at Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> it's bad for your mental health. Da, da, da. <laughs> Should we do it one more time so we can get it yeah, better? Yeah. Okay, ready? Stop looking at Instagram. Stop looking at Instagram. <laughs> we were like, it's what are we talking about today? Health. And then we just started singing. And now I think we should just sell the company, <laughs> make an album, <laughs> and call it a day. I need more coffee. Oh, my God. Listen, this podcast is basically two best friends just it's best two friends. Two queens. And thank you for listening because whenever someone's like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast, I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I cringe a little because. I do. I do too. Because I don't know what I said. <laughs> I black out. We've talked about I this. will say this though. Like when someone mentions an episode, sometimes I'll go back and like listen to it. And I'm always proud of what we say, yeah. which means same. we're being real, real authentic here. I'm also. Like, I will find myself, like, when I do go back to listen to one, because I'm like, oh, my God, like, what did I say? I'll then start laughing at us. <laughs> and then I'm like, is this a little, like. <laughs> okay, well, let's, if we go back real far, we're like. I can't listen to those. I can't, where it was still bleached and my name was still Caleb. <laughs> we were he? so young and so feisty you could just tell that we had nothing to lose then and then as the podcast matures you can tell there's more to lose yeah. like that's what you're if you're wondering what that transition was it was we had nothing to lose 
now we have a little bit more to lose. But we it's still not just you always... and me anymore. We have a team of twenty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like we have more to lose as in we don't want to say certain things. We've created a platform where we can say whatever we want. But yeah, now we have a team of like twenty people that I just you know I think we both feel really responsible for. Yeah. Woo! Stop looking at Instagram. Okay, let's talk about Instagram. It's bad for your mental health. <laughs> oh my god so recently you and i've made some changes to instagram (laughs) i really love instagram i really love social media well to an extent sometimes i have to like put it down this year was for me was all about setting real boundaries with instagram because i think there was especially during pandemic tiktok launched we were using it as escapism right Mm mm-hmm We had used Instagram for business a lot or social media for business, but not to the level that it grew to over the past two years. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to show my face to make money. Instagram wasn't paying me. We didn't have to be on Clubhouse all the time. Like, We didn't have to do those things to sell a product. And now that has changed. I mean, because of the way the world's changed, the only way to connect and meet people really truly, unless you're going out all the time, which exhausting, is to use these social media platforms. So this year, I kind of had this like, realization of like, oh, this is my job. Even though it seems fun. And I laugh at things. And I see my friends, or I get inspired. There's still a huge element that this app, this being this external thing that doesn't exist unless I open it, is part of my job. And so I started treating it like that. Like, I'm not fucking looking at you when I'm off work because I cannot handle it. I can't be on Instagram all the time. At some point, we have to connect to real life too. I think Instagram is one of the first apps that when it first came out, I remember my first post, it was like extremely over-filtered. I don't even remember it anymore. But <laughs> I it was remember like- mine too. <laughs> And it was just like a coffee cup or something. And it was just like eight filters and tons of colors. And like, you know, that was now it's like all professional photography on our iPhones mm-hmm. or, or beyond. But it's one of the first apps that started off as like a pastime and, and an app that you'd enjoy and you'd go to every once in a while. Obviously, it gained in popularity and then it became work. It's like an office. Yeah. And I think that's where our brains haven't switched. We think like, oh, it's supposed to be fun, but it's still office work for a lot of us. I don't know if anyone's ever worked in an office or or with a team where you have that one person who tries to make everything fun at work mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. You're like, girl, that's not, I'm not having as much fun as you. <laughs> that's Instagram. Yes. Instagram's that girl. And it's confusing because it is fun. Like I thoroughly well, that's the thing is, you're enjoy like, wait, making you're like, content. I like it. But also I hate it. But also I hate it. And it's daunting and it's exhausting. Yeah, it's one of those things. I remember my first post, I have to like mention this, was me. I had really short hair at the time. I'm pretty sure. Is it still there? I'm pretty sure if you scroll way back, it's there. And you can see like how my branding shifted since then, which I kind of like, so I won't delete them. But if you go so far back, there's some good gems of you and me too, David. But if you go so far back, like, I just cut the back of my mullet off from my Tegan and Sarah, (laughs) like short hair. So my sides were still shaved and I was starting to grow my hair out. And I was sitting on a fire escape 
in downtown mm, Manhattan. So moody. In Manhattan somewhere. I didn't live there yet. I had just gone there to visit, like vacay. And I was smoking a cigarette on the fire escape. And my friend took a picture of me. And I'm pretty sure the caption was probably something stupid like, I'll live here one day or love the city. Well, or look. Yeah. Foreshadowing. And I did Manif- foreshadow. That's manifesting. That's manifesting. <laughs> Go back and I, look at all your posts and be like, did you I mean, if you want to rewind even further, I remember my friends and I in middle school, like maybe freshman year of high school, middle school, I was homeschooled in high school. So I can't always remember like where that changed. But I was young and... I remember for holidays, everyone was getting like little digital cameras. Like mm. it was right when everyone got one. And we would go out in the woods and take the moodiest photos from MySpace. Yes. <laughs> the moodiest. Extra filtered. Extra filtered. And it wasn't to cover your flaws. It was because if you didn't have a filter, it wasn't aesthetic enough. It wasn't like. It wasn't cool. It wasn't moody enough. Yeah. I remember all that. And now it's like, it's just, it's interesting how we've evolved and. Like all of us. In, now I'm like in... dancing with tears <laughs> behind my eyes. <laughs> but we're going to look back one day and think that was dumb too. I'm sure. You got to do what you got to do on the times that you have to do it to be relevant, you know? Reels will turn into something else. I, I have a feeling and I've read little articles about how absurdist humor is going away on Instagram. And absurdist humor is like, people falling and we laugh at it and oh, then like yeah. dancing and we laugh at like it's absurd in a sense and so that's slowly going away and younger generations are using the apps for education mm. so like switching your reels to more education based reels is i think where it's going do you know how many times i've okay i've talked about this in the past i use social media for everything like if i'm looking up like fashion inspiration, I find it on social media or TikTok. Like the other day I wanted to know, I forgot what it was. It was some like crafty thing because my wife is all into crafting. And instead of searching on Google or YouTube, which she's Gen X, so she goes straight to YouTube, which has benefited (laughs) her very greatly in life. She's done everything with YouTube. But I go straight to like TikTok or Instagram and I will type in what I'm looking for and watch the TikToks and Reels about specific topics yeah, you're like information mining. Because mm-hmm. they're quick. They're quick and I can digest them. Is it always accurate? No. <laughs> Is there falsity <laughs> in a lot of this education? For sure. But we have to use our critical thinking skills and really decipher, you know, decide what's what I we think the worst with. is like diet culture and workout culture on social media. It's like, y'all hire someone to help you with that. Don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just like what we do. Every fitness person is going to have a different diet, a different method, a different way that they teach. But the difference is I don't think we do a lot of teaching through Instagram. We do a lot of disrupting through Instagram. Yes, because it's a marketing tool. And I think people forget that. You don't come to our Instagram and learn how to do the methods that we teach. You just learn. You just hear what the methods are. And then you need to come to us so we can teach them to you. We do Mm -hmm. that on purpose because like all these people online, we don't want to give information someone go do it and be like, oh my God, it didn't work. I don't know what to do now. That's never happened Mm-mm. to us. But I get nervous. It's like, yeah, we can give you tidbits, but you really need to have someone really involved in what you're doing. I think it's the same with your business, your body, your spiritual mind, your conscious mind. Like, You can't just like read a therapist's Instagram and think that that's therapy. You can't 
just watch the workout Instagram and think that that's the workout for you. You can't just go to the business advice page and think that's the right business advice. You have to invest. And I hope that people realize that Instagram is a marketing tool and it's meant to drive you to the real content. I don't think people understand that. You know how many comments I've gotten? Reels are what, 15 to 30 seconds? And obviously I'm disrupting to get people to think. If they actually would read my captions, I do give a lot more context and information on the quick tidbit of the reel because I don't want to leave people hanging. I like to give a little bit, a little taste of education Mm -hmm. or why I said what I said or what I'm thinking. It's my fucking platform. I can do whatever the hell I want. And also (laughs) I've had a lot of people, they're like, well, instead of just saying that one thing, why don't you educate people on it? And my response is- We have a whole fucking business on that. And that's (laughs) the thing. It's like, are you not clicking on bios? That's the point. It's like, I can't give you that for free. You wouldn't work for free. So I'm not going to work for free. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm giving you, an, and we do, we have a lot of free content. We, we give out a lot of free content. Understanding your expenses is paramount when running a salon. While we focus on growing our clientele and increasing our pricing, we also need to keep track of our overhead. Well, with salon scale, you never have to guess again. Gain control of your product usage, back bar ordering, and overall overhead. Salon Scale is the first of its kind calculator designed for hairdressers and salon owners. Tap the link in our description to learn more and use DTH10 at checkout to receive 10% off your first annual subscription. I love getting advice from random people online that tells what we should do with our Instagram. It's like, y'all, go. We're not going to change what we're doing with our Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) And the other thing is, when someone gives me advice and we have 37,000 followers mm-hmm. and then I look at the person giving me the advice and they have 8,000 followers, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, who's giving who advice here? Yeah. Where's you your know? audience? Do you know your audience? Not that that matters, but... Matters to me. <laughs> if you're going to come to the fight, you better come with the whole army. Bring the people. <laughs> I think to a few things. One... When it comes to like reels and marketing, we do it as hairdressers too. You're not showing a full cut on Instagram to your clients. You're showing the before and after. You're not showing the messy process. I mean, sometimes we are, but that's the thing. You're still showing marketing even if you think you're not showing marketing. So you're still marketing even if you don't think you're marketing. And I've had hairdressers tell me this. They're like, oh, well, I don't market and I don't do reels and do things like that. But then they're posting all their hair pics. I'm like, what do you think that is? You're doing that to get clients. That's marketing. (laughs) I hate to break it to everyone, but if you live in a capitalistic society, everything is marketing. Every single, you walk outside, marketing. Think about how many influencers (laughs) became influencers from not doing anything besides, there's a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people actively work at becoming like an influencer, let's say like a lifestyle influencer. But some people are just like, I'm just talking to the camera and I'm just showing my face and I'm just mm-hmm. being real and it blew up, right? Like Victoria Paris, do you know who that is? She's no. a TikTok influencer. She literally started from just like using TikTok as a diary, like every day and people would not stop watching. Next thing you know, she's getting paid boohoo's amounts of money from TikTok, from sponsorship. She gets sent shit all the time. And that's how it happens. All of a sudden now this app that was her like diary is now 
her job. And now she actually uses it as a job and she uses it to market and promote. And that's what's funny is like sometimes you fall into it. I truly believe that those are the best accounts and those are the best influencers, the ones that just kind of like, I do that thing that I like to do. Mm -hmm. And what I think the key to their success is consistency. I don't think it's... They're on there all day, every day. Or like, even if they're not on there all day, every day, they're, they consistently do the thing that they do, Mm -hmm. right? If they post once a day and it's a diary entry, now she's on it all day, I'm sure. But I think people just start out and it's usually just the consistency. Like I show up every day. I do 30 seconds of my day and then I'm done. Right. And at first you're like, no one's listening, but as that becomes more authentic and vulnerable, vulnerability is like the key to being, I think one of the most successful influencers out there. I've thought about this for my own Instagram. Like I curate my Instagram heavily feed my feed. I'm very feed heavy, which it's very artistic. Well, according to Instagram, it's garbage, but (laughs) So I, a long time ago, I think I mentioned this in the podcast a long time ago as well. This woman was talking about Instagram being our legacy that we leave behind. It's true. So like when we die, this will be like before it was Facebook. <laughs> I just thought about all the stupid fucking reels that I posted. <laughs> there she but is. I, but I, <laughs> no, but it's true. I like think. Listen, I'm a Pisces. I think about what's going to happen when I die. Since in Aries, she's like, eventually I'll die. I don't know. That's just how, that just goes to show how different we are. I'm like, when I die, do I want my kids or my grandkids or my family to see these things? And that's what I think about when I post and I write the caption. I get overwhelmed by that thought. But that being said, I've always thought like being more vulnerable on Instagram, which is something I'm, I'm comfortable doing. I can do it. It's not just being vulnerable today. You're opening yourself up because that gets logged. <laughs> like you're being vulnerable forever mm-hmm. for whoever connects with that. David, let's share passwords so that we can like delete some bullshit. <laughs> like, can you just get rid of? <clears throat> oh my gosh, you know what we should do? We should start another company. And when someone <laughs> Wait, dies, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> if someone dies, we go and we go through their social to curate it, which there's a movie about this with Robin Williams called Final Cut. Did you ever see it? It's from like the early 90s or late 90s. I don't know. It's really good, but it's basically you can get this implant in your eye and then it records your entire life. And then when you die, you hire what's called a cutter and they go through every memory and they have like a program that'll take like violent memories and put them in a file and then like the cutter will delete basically all the bad things that you saw and make your life look glorious. And then at your funeral, the cutter brings the final material and creates this, like essentially a reel of your life. But the, the movie has some twists and turns because he sees men abusing women and he sees all these and then things he's making them out to be like these grand. Yes. And then I think the twist is he sees someone from his life in someone else's. And then he goes in this whole, adventure trying to find more information but anyways I've the point never is i've seen or heard of this movie it reminds it's called me of final cut black mirror episode where you exactly Ugh. yeah where everything's recorded it's true it, like we laugh at that idea but it's kind of like that's what's it's coming that's what we're we're already doing it in a sense we just aren't doing it naturally through our eyes but i think social media when used properly 
can bring people together, can share information. I think it can also, and I've said this before, I think Instagram has made us elevate how we do things. It elevates how we eat. If you're taking photos of what you eat, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to start eating better food. Mm -hmm. If you haven't traveled- No one's unwrapping a Big Mac and is like- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let me instagram this <laughs> or you are you yeah know, that's it's true funny. maybe that's your whole thing but like i think it elevates how we eat i think it elevates the way that people do their hair and makeup mm-hmm. i think we live in a world where like especially makeup like half the things i do hair makeup wise nails clothes right i learned from social media it elevates style it elevates the way people decorate their homes because they want their homes to be ready for social media and I guess you can say it's kind of vapid and like shallow, but I I think if you are conscious about it, it does have a positive effect. And there's also a TED Talk. I can't remember who, who it's by. I think it's called The Power of the Selfie. Mm-hmm. And this woman talks about how you should take pictures of yourself when you feel good because you should be documenting that for yourself, that like, this is what I look like when I feel good. But like when you document when you're feeling attractive or confident or whatever, your brain starts to actually log as well as with the photos. Like, this is what to me feels good. This mm-hmm. is what I look like when I'm happy. This is what I look like when I'm feeling sexy. This is what I look like when I'm feeling confident. And so there is a power to taking selfies. And I don't know if you've all noticed, but selfies after the pandemic kind of went away a little bit more because you could see a drop in mental health. Mm. So there's a correlation. Or no one had to get like, I know I just woke up and went to my couch and worked from my couch. Like I I didn't leave the house anymore. People stopped feeling good about themselves. So when you stop feeling good about yourself, you stop photographing yourself. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I think the the TED talk is called the power of the selfie or something. And of course, I'm sure there's a TED talk about why we shouldn't take selfie. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so much information. But yeah, I think it's interesting the way that we could use social media for good. But we're dancing on TikTok, you know, which is fun. Yeah. But I don't know if we're utilizing Well, it's not just that. It's also like in like media or the news. It's also played against us sometimes too. And like played for us. Like we get such fast information that we're not even knowing all of the information. And same thing with marketing, even like in our industry, I don't have time to tell you everything about my program. I have a snip, a snippet. And you, mm-hmm. the viewer, gets to decide what that means to you. That's why we're going back to like, stop looking at Instagram. <laughs> it's bad for your mental health. Yeah, it's like, it's okay <laughs> if you miss a day. It's okay if you take a break. It's okay if you delete the app. I think we need to stop this guilt of, you know, like our coach said to us like a while back was like, everything that's stressing you out only exists in the phone in your hand. When you put that phone down and you look around, you still have your partner, you have your house, you have the world outside. You can pick up a phone and talk to someone and it's not existing there. Like that troll that said something shitty to you doesn't really exist. And I think that's something that is hard to forget, especially for a lot of those that don't have, like maybe they are by themselves or they feel alone or they don't really have community. Sometimes they search for community through there and it's not always the healthiest. Not always good, not always good people out yeah. there. One of the things, if you want to do what I do, that I've done to minimize how Throw much your I phone look across the room. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> 
But if you want to do what I do to minimize how often you access the app, is that I delete it from the home screen. So it now just lives in the back of my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I want to go to Instagram, I have to like search for it to bring the app up. And that helps me tremendously not it click you. on it. Yeah, because let's be real. If it's on my phone screen, I just am going to naturally click it. And what's funny is that because it's not on my home screen, sometimes I'll open my phone and my brain is trying to go to Instagram and it's not there. And so I just kind of like look at my phone and I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm here again. <laughs> and I wasn't even like trying. And I do that with a lot of apps that like take my time. Yeah. And every time I go, because I go through waves, right? Then there's there's months where I'm fully on Instagram for some reason. And then there's months where like I didn't look at it at all. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And what's, but what I've noticed is the months I don't look at it at all, I get more work done. I connect with mm-hmm. more people. I make more money. Like everything gets better, but it's not a complete abandonment of Instagram. It's just using it. Yeah. When I want to use it. Yeah. Because there, I think there's this all or nothing. And I've been there too, where it's like, I just want to delete my account. But I'm like, no, there are benefits to having my account. I have 11,000 followers. There are things I can do with that to my benefit. I can use it to connect with family. I can use it to connect with friends. Yes, I can always delete it. But I think the biggest thing is like the middle for me, the middle ground is like, just remove the app from your access mm-hmm. and go to it when you when you want to. I got to put like a barrier in between. I recently did that like with all the iPhone users and I'm sure Android users too. Maybe I'm behind on this little tip trick. But like with all your do not disturb options, you can set different ones. So like you can show which pages show or not. So like at five o'clock now, my books are available. My games, my video apps, like anything like that are all available. But all the social media and work apps don't even show up on a page on my phone because I've made it so those pages don't like. So I would have to search for it like you. And so I've been trying to like put my phone down and like. It is so hard and pick up like a book. Like, I don't know what to do. I've read so many books because of putting Instagram down. And what's great about it is that going away from Instagram and then like living life, I go back to Instagram with something to offer. Yeah. you Because you actually created an experience (laughs) to share. Exactly. Versus just doing the same thing every day. It's like, and I love documenting life. I love showing even if no one's watching, I love showing what I'm doing in a day. I love showing the things I'm seeing. I think it's also part of documenting. Like, I love when it's like, a year ago, you did this. And I love those moments, even if it's something so small. But that's how I look at my Instagram is like, that's why the feed is so important. I know I'm not, I don't do a lot of reels on my Instagram because I, that's just not what to. I like to do. I really like curating photos and I like scrolling through myself and seeing things I did before mm-hmm. because I do what I want. It attracts an audience that likes what I do. And I think we've done that with our business account too. Like we're posting what we want to say. We're doing what we want to do. And we're attracting people that it's not about agreeing with us. We're attracting people that want to watch. Yeah. That's the thing. Again, just like I was talking about those fitness instructors or hairdressers in general, there's so many ways to do business. There's so many ways to do other things. We're just one way of talking about a specific thing. So I love when people are like, no, that's not true. And it's just like, no, it is true. But it's also okay if it's not the way you want to do it. 
My favorite is just when people tell me it will never work. I'm like, we have it over 300 people a year working it. <laughs> open salons every day. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, I think find your own balance. If I could leave our listeners with something like, just do what you want to do. Find your own balance. There's no, yes, there's benefits to being consistent. Yes, there's benefits to being vulnerable and showing up. But also, it's, there's also benefits to removing the app yeah, where you can't see it. There's also benefits to just saying, not today. I don't freaking feel like it. Should we like close out with our song? Stop looking Instagram. It's bad for your mental health. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. When someone says it, I know they're full of shit. It's the full of shit formula. <laughs> it's the full of shit formula. The full of shit formula. <laughs> is when someone says I blank 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 all the time and nothing happens <laughs> that got me in my gut <laughs> <laughs>